Ah, uh, folks, we are live here on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, nerdtonomedia.com. This is Nerd to Know Basis, show 67. And uh, thank you all for joining us, guys. Um, yeah, so joining me this week, we have Bryn, Keen, and Kev. We're actually using, Hello. We're actually using hey, a show everyone. plan. Yeah, there you go, guys. So, we're actually using a show plan this week, so I'm trying to get used to using that again. Uh, breaking the fourth wall. You're so reading off a script. I'm reading off a script. It's crazy. But, um, yeah, guys, we have a, we said we'd take a break this week from the Simpsons review. Uh, but that is coming, because we're halfway through it. And also, uh, we're going to do a watch-along for... What was this? It's like that South Park episode where they promised that they're going to reveal who uh, Cartman's uh, father was, and then they just did a Terrence and Philip episode instead. Was that last of the fire? Or oh, they're there? coming! The Simpsons are on their way! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then we have a watch-along for Sleepaway Camp, which is probably going to be a separate thing that we do at some point before lockdown is over. Um, stuff is opening up again, so... Bear with us. Well, we We're can. all emerging from our various caves for the first time in months. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Actually, funny story. Um, I ordered some N95 masks when the lockdown started. And uh, I was like, cool, I'll have them for, you know, the middle of this kind of stuff. They arrived today. <laughs> so, actually, I ordered them in February before everything kind of went crazy. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. So, thanks, Amazon, for randomly just delivering them. But. Hey, free masks, right? Uh, <laughs> also, I just want to give a shout out. I've actually uh, played the new System Shock demo. I don't know if you guys have ever played System Shock, have you? No. I haven't. I've heard about it. Like, it's, I've heard of like, as like, I've heard of it in the space of like the proto Bioshock. Yeah. Brian, have yeah. you played System Shock? Um, yeah, I played, it, I played it about 10 years ago. This the first one or the second one? I was too inebriated at the time to tell you this. Fair. It's pro- like, uh, by that, it's probably the second one. The second one is way more way more famous than the first one. But yeah, uh, Kev, it's proto-Bioshock. It's proto-kind of everything, really. Um, I was playing it today. I got my hands on the demo of the, the Alpha Rebuild. And it's up on the channel now for anyone who's interested. But uh, it's really good. Like, it's, it's actually a fantastic. Um, it, it feels like the old one, but the upgrades are nice it's really sleek and smooth so um, yeah you know pick it up there it's free at the moment I think oh. the game itself um, will retail around 14 euros but uh, totally worth it I'll definitely have to check that out because I've, I've actually been watching a playthrough of the first Bioshock and kind of having a hankering to go back to it yeah. so if this comes along it's something new oh yeah well I would say even like Bioshock 2 at the moment is still one of the best games I think I have like 72 hours played on Steam um, of Bioshock, Bioshock 2 Oh, not Bioshock 2. System Shock 2, sorry. Um, <laughs> well, listen, don't, don't, not to knock Bioshock 2. No, no, no. I, I, no I, Bioshock Infinite is my favourite game of all time. So, uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, I love that game. So uh, when I was going through and playing the original Bioshock, also loved the original Bioshock. Uh, Bioshock 2, meh. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It works. Yeah. It does. Um, but yeah, like going back and playing System Shock, it's one of those games where like it could never be ported to a console because of all the keys you need. You know, to actually be able to upgrade everything, it's fantastic. But one of the other games that it feels like, particularly this new repeal, is Deus Ex, the Deus Ex series. So, like, I've been playing a lot of Mankind Divided recently, and uh, I was playing it, and I'm like, the hacking mechanism is very similar, and the actual gameplay itself is very similar. Have you guys ever played Deus Ex? Yeah, I do. Not really. I've seen it, no. but I haven't, haven't had a hand in it yet. De- Deus Ex is a frustrating game for me. 
I've tried playing it several times, but it's kind of like the certain like it, 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 it seems to be all these kind of games that are like derivatives of systems of system shock. They are, yeah, they are. Like the, the first Deus Ex. What what I mean is like all these games are like derivatives of it. Like so, like Bioshock and um, and Prey. I have this thing where I go like I know what this game wants me to do. But for the love of God, I cannot find what they want me to do. There's like, a lot. There's a lot of ex- like the first Deus Ex obviously is by, you know that's a different conversation, but mm-hmm. specifically the Mankind Divided and Human Revolution, they're games that I would say if you haven't played them, do. Um, I'll be honest with you. The first time I played Human Revolution, I hated it. Hated it. Couldn't get into it. Stuck in the whole world. I'm like I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and then I was like. I'm actually going to figure this out. And I got past the whole world. And it became one of my favourite games ever. And I love it. But. Mankind Divided had the exact same problem. <laughs> it has this whole world. And you're just like. Where do I go? What do I do? I don't know how to play this game. And then you get past it. And you're like. This is the best game ever. And what I will say. If anyone's playing it. Put all your stats in hacking. Fast. Because once you figure out how to hack everything. The whole game just goes. Pop. And you're like, okay, this is a lot easier. Other than that, you're going to be shooting at everything all the time. And you have no bullets. So you're like, there's a big robot over there. And I can't do anything. So I'm just going to look I'm at just, it. I'm just going to look at it. And hopefully use stealth. But if you use the hacking mechanisms, you can like, you can use remote hacking where you do use the force basically to knock off TVs and stuff. It's great. But I'm um, about halfway through it, and um, I would totally recommend it. But that's what this System Shock build felt like. If you're if you're a fan of those games, um, if you're not, I totally understand. But it's worth your it's worth your time to invest in in these. And I would say if you have a PS4, uh, pick up Mankind Divided. It's like five euros. It did not do well. The second one, people did not even go for it. And I don't know why, um, but it's a lot of fun. I would say I cheated a little bit because I bought DLC. I know, I know. Hmm. I bought DLC where um, it would give me upgrades for practices and stuff like that. So oh, I'm part of the problem. Oh, I'm part of the problem. Dara. I know, oh. and I'm part of the problem. But I don't regret it. It did actually make a part of the game a lot easier because I'm like, oh, I can just upgrade this and then it's fine. But um, well, speaking of giving things a stern look, Kev, I believe you invested in a new gaming technology this week, didn't I you? Did what you did. <laughs> <laughs> I station have their they've started it's the digital sale has started but they have their days of play sale every year right the moment they started it last we've got a lot of physical stuff they dropped the price of the PlayStation VR by a hundred quid <laughs> days of play now what's this because I don't know it's, what this they, is it's, it's, it's not something they they advertise a huge amount but it's, I've noticed the past couple of years it's basically just middle of June it, it's usually on the run up to what would be E3 and that right uh, they just you know Put a, they just put a bunch of stuff on sale. They'll, you know, drop prices of, like, consoles, drop the prices of PlayStation Plus subscriptions, get, like, all their first-party stuff and just slash prices, run it for about two weeks, and then all the new games are announced and yada, yada, yada. They announced it this year, and it's the first time I've seen, like, an, a significant drop on the hardware yeah. that made me actually commit to it. And, yeah, so I got a PlayStation VR. Nice. Um, for, yeah a truly crazy price it was 230 for the headset and all the gear to set it that's up that's not bad and that's not bad five games jeez not even and not even like shovelware titles no. Resident Evil 7 Skyrim 
uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission, which is like a Japan Studios PlayStation first party, mm. it's great as well. It's like a, it's like a little third person, uh, just a character platformer where you control this little robot and you got to find other little robots. It's so it's so fun and so well designed for the VR space, where like you're sitting in you're sitting in your chair and you're traveling through like a one way tunnel. And there's just like little platforms, and you see a staircase kind of going off the left there, and you actually have to kind of move your head and you know, look. Like there was one part where like I saw a hole above me, and I was like, if I just stand and look, oh, there he is! <laughs> <laughs> it like it utilizes the VR like better than I ever could have imagined. I've had a look it's at it. So well done. I've had a look at it there, and I wasn't aware this was a thing because obviously, like PlayStation have been pretty good with their digital sales, but this is pretty awesome. Like yeah, and, like I know this year bad. they really highlighted. It's something they've been doing to the PS2, like the 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 the, the PlayStation hits titles, all the first party oh, yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, like they've announced that like all the PS4 old PlayStation hits, like the likes of Uncharted 4 and all those for like old first party PS4 titles, they're all like 15 quid now. They've just Jeez. they have just hit the axe on them now and just kind of basically given them away. Uh. Yeah. No, they do this every year, and you know, sometimes you get some really really good stuff for this. Uh, but yeah, no, the PlayStation VR. I, I never thought I'd commit to a VR headset, but now I want nothing more than to play it all the time. <laughs> the, oh, and the main thing stopping me is the sheer biological factor that I cannot play it for more than two hours at a time. Yeah, that that would be my kind of thing too. I've I've done a I've done a, a bit of it with Unity. The developing mm-hmm. scene in Dublin is quite good for Unity developers who like make make things with it. I feel how. Incredibly sick every time I go near VR. Yeah, like I, I've been binge playing, binge again two at a time. Uh, Resident Evil Seven in Ooh, VR, and cool. there is it's fantastic. But yeah, like I'll be I'll be just kind of walking through the house and nothing for something. My head's really starting to hurt, and I don't know if that's because I'm getting scared <laughs> or because of I I because I might actually vomit. <laughs> oh god, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Oh no, look, uh, it, it, yeah, it's cool. It's cool really that they incredible. it's cool that they're dropping the hardware. I know Steam do the same thing mm. on their Steam sales. They're like, you can get a Steam Link for like a tenner or a Steam controller for like, well, thirty quid maybe, twenty quid. So that's cool. Um, yeah. One thing actually, before we move on to PlayStation topic, right? I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the Vita PlayStation Vita has a really really good modding life as oh, far as yeah, yeah oh you were talking about this over Christmas weren't you I was well not over Christmas I got it just before the lockdown and I, that's when I kind of figured out how to jailbreak it and stuff but theoretically theoretically for academic purposes <laughs> but um, there's a there's a user on Twitter follow me on Twitter at DaraWV and he um, he actually up, updates new patches of firmware that, co- that comes out and new modules and one of the new modules that's going that they're working on right now, and there's a proof of concept up, is uh, Dreamcast. So, yeah, what? yeah. So Redream, yeah, Dreamcast game on a Vita. Yeah. So Redream is the the emulator that you'd use on computers. He's he was able to render Redream on Vita. So it's not it's not out yet. But we're very close, and it's very exciting. So fair play. That is, that it's truly impressive because I honestly thought you could do Dreamcast on uh, like RetroArch or something. You can't do it on the Vita. It's not powerful enough until now. So it looks like that's going to be happening relatively soon. To be fair, the Vita like was a surprisingly little powerful console for what for like being kind of a juiced up PSP. It the fidelity 
the fidelity it had for like especially the time it came out was sh- it was like leaps and bounds ahead of what like the old because that was about the time of the old the original DS. No, no. It, well, kind of sort of, kind of sort. I think so. Kind of sort of like, but the thing about it is maybe that, the 3DS, the 3DS, because I had a DS and a PSP at the same time. Yeah, like the PSP in itself is a great little emulation device. Like mm. it, 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 it play, pretty much plays everything up to the the N64. Nothing really plays the N64 except the computer or the original Xbox. It's the only thing I've been able to find that runs an N64 without it dying. Um. Mm. But the the Vita is able to run pretty much everything, but it did have limitations at the PlayStation Two, and it had limitations mm. at the Dreamcast because it wasn't there. Both of these things now look like they're going to have proof proof of concept because you can actually play Wolfenstein, um, Return to Castle Wolfenstein, no problem, on the Vita. Just straight that's away awesome. the GOG game that's so cool. you, you can just play it and it works fine. Um, but I would say give it six months and we'll have the Dreamcast and that if that happens because I'll, I'll be straight I actually bought the Dream I actually bought a Vita for that reason and then when it wasn't there I was like oh okay kind of bummed out um, but it looks like it's going to happen so I'm I'm ecstatic so look the the PS hard, the PlayStation hardware is fantastic I, I bought a Vita for about the same reason maybe half people that own a Vita bought a Vita and that was for Persona 4 Golden <laughs> that's fair that's fair only thing yeah, yeah, no. I, I actually, ha- well, no. See, that's the thing. You know, it on the surface, it's a very poor console, but it was given a, a given a very poor life. Like, there's a great YouTube channel yeah. called great YouTube channel called Tech James, and of course, he for academic purpose theoretically uh, shows you how to, mo- you know, jailbreak and add stuff and all this kind of stuff. And um, it's one of the best YouTube channels around because he he goes through great detail how to do it step by step by step. And um, by the theoretical step, by theoretical step, of course. Uh, every every single person who I've talked to at the Vita is like, if they haven't done that, they enjoy it, but not as much as you can. And you can do so much with it. Like you put a hundred twenty eight gig uh, SD card in it, and you have a fantastic little retro gaming device on top of having some really cool uh, first and third party games. Like Mortal Kombat Nine is on it, and it runs perfectly. And I think, like, as well, it makes up with the fact that, like, it, through the PlayStation Store as well, it supports a lot of old PSP games. And the PS, like, if you got the, if you had the Vita, but with the PSP's lineup, it'd be a really solid, like... Yeah, that's a fair point. Now, here's the thing, of course, we're being theoretical here. Oh, yeah, obviously, theoretical. You can install a thing called Adrenaline, which is a PSP emulator inside the Vita. Yeah. So... You know, it, basically, you can do whatever you want with the Vita to a point, and that point is about to be extended. So I would say, guys, you know, keep an eye out. But here's the challenge. Here is the challenge, my friends. The actual uh, exploit uh, doesn't work on late PSP firmware. So if you have anything beyond 3.67, if you have 3.7, you're screwed. So that's the okay. challenge. So that's what the challenge. about Nintendo DS games, though? Because, like, I have to imagine they just can't be ported by way of the two screens and the touch being essential. Like, well, funny, funny that you mentioned that because last week, um, there they released a working 3DS emulator on Android. Really? So you can just yeah. download it, and it's free. You can just download it now, and it will run. Theoretically speaking. 
No, no, not theoretically. This is this is they didn't break any laws. This is this is fine. But you have to find your own games, obviously. But um, you're gonna have to talk me through that off the air because I'm missing an entire generation's worth of Fire Emblem games that you to get caught up on. Oh man, and it's great, you know. Like the I will have to say, one of the hardest things to theoretically crack is our Nintendo consoles because they're so annoying. Um, but they're so yeah, they're so just like hard linked to the to the to the, to the hardware that they're on. Yeah, that yes, Nintendo exactly. have a yeah, difficult yeah, yeah. time separating them from it. But basically, the exploit to break a 3DS are bad games that cost four euro. You actually have to buy the games to exploit their code because of buffer overflow. Um, and that's how it works. That's how you get the exploit in and install God mode with the PlayStation. It's just like, oh yeah, here's the back door. Just walk in. Yeah. You no, know, it's like that's it. Like it's just they just didn't patch it out, and they went in and got it. But the the Vita still has an active support, which is really awesome. That in twenty twenty, that's the console to have now. That's the handheld, not the Switch, not anything like that. A PS Vita, it's great. But it's great despite Sony, <laughs> and that's the truth. It's like the it's like that's the right. It is great despite Sony. Yeah, well, yeah. The, the funny, the funny little lifestyle thing I heard about the Vita, like because you get like. Most people here like know that like the Vita crashed, oh, just yeah. like on, in Western sales. Hard. Hard. The reason it like got its support, it was supported by Sony as long as it was, was because it had a stellar life in Japan. Mm. Simply as a visual novel, uh, simulate as like a visual novel. But that's the thing. Oh, I can uh, see that working. But, that, but that's what I use it for too. Yeah, it has a great visual. Like it, it, it's one of the best ways. Like the actual games that it has in the range. If you tune in the right way, and there's something else theoretically, of course, that allows you to access the entire library of everything on it for free, um, theoretically, educational purposes, of course, and you can just see what's all there. You can go through Japan games, European games, UK games. It's all there. You just, and I would say, if you're looking for a place to start, go over to Tech James channel. Uh, he is awesome, and um, you'll see all that content there. But the, the Vita is great, guys. I, I'm actually I, I can also stream from the Vita. So what I'm probably going to do, I'm going to do some street right, events. So um, have a look at that. And I would say that's that's my recommendation. My hard recommendation of a console is the Vita. I don't know. Have you guys ever looked at the PlayStation TV? I, I haven't. Tried using it earlier today, actually. Oh, you have one? I literally started trying to use it earlier. It's like the remote. The, I tried using the remote play function with PS4. To use it, mm. and my uh, my Wi-Fi connection just isn't strong enough. So, oh god, oh god, yeah, it, uh, sounds, it sounds like it's a hardware, um, it's, a hardline thing. Like using the Steam Link. If you're not gonna, if you're not gonna have a fully wired uh, connection, it's a point waste of time. You know what? I was actually trying to figure that out with the Steam Link. I don't know if you guys have ever used it, but it it's a pretty cool little bit of tech. But it's the worst thing in the world if you don't have a hardline connection. And then my friend was like, "Are you using Wi-Fi?" I'm like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Don't use Wi-Fi." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I don't know. I just never. It just never um, occurred to me that that was that was the problem. And I See, was I just think, like, when I first heard it, it was like, "You are streaming like PS3." I know it's like PS3 and back, but like PS3 games mm. completely over wireless. Just it just seems unfeasible. I like I had um, I had uh, troubleshooting. Link for one of my friends, and he had, a, um, uh, he had his uh, computer hardline to his. Uh, he had a, like, a link hardline to his router, but his uh, computer that he's running his games from wasn't hardlined at all. So 
the only way that he could... Hold on a second. Keen, move the mic away from you, from your face while you're breathing. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> 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 It sounds like it sounds like Darth Was Vader. I doing a Darth Vader you thing. Yeah. You were doing a Darth Vader thing. <laughs> oh, I'm not like a step beyond. It sounded like you were snoring. It sounded, I thought you were asleep. I you was know, like, is he awake? I'm just I'm adjusting back to shop schedule. It's entirely possible. Yeah, I was just like, I hope he's still, I hope he's still awake. <laughs> Actually, I was wondering that about Bryn. I haven't heard you chime in for like 20 minutes. I just got patient. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, could, you teach me, could you teach me that? <laughs> This is like what happened when you guys were uh, waxing poetic about um, uh, Oh, Tarantino And I was just like I can't get a word in edgewise here and I didn't like the film the same thing, <laughs> but, um, Like when it comes to the Steam Link I something in it where he was going, okay, well why is, it, why is there so much lag going through? And I was just like, well do you have do you have, like, do you have your uh, computer hardline game? And he's like no, but doesn't that make the whole thing pointless? And it's like, it does make it pointless, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it's funny, like, it's one of those things, but, like, even to our streaming, before we figured out how streaming actually figured, was working, trying to do it on Wi-Fi was just a no-goer, you know? So that's a, that's a free piece of advice for anybody listening or watching when you want to stream. Hardline all the way. There's no point otherwise. It just won't work. We're not there yet. It's like doing gaming online. Hard, if you if you're not hardlining in, how can you expect to have a good experience playing games? Yeah, it's just not like it's not possible. It's just so. it's, it's weird though because nobody really considers that. You know, everyone just thinks that way that the internet is magic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's not, Keen. It's not. It's just a bunch of wires. That's all. Okay, cool. Okay, so this is this show is us teaching Key and how like computers, how, like, the, how, the internet, how the internet works. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hold on, I've got a PowerPoint here on DNS servers. <laughs> oh, oh, it's going to take more than a PowerPoint. I'm going to need, like, bright visuals and, like, animatics and that little dancing, like, isotope thing from one of the early episodes of The Simpsons. Like, <laughs> you're going to have to talk slowly. Yeah, no, it's... it's... Just say right it because it's been really popular to talk about the fear-mongering about it. Uh... Who's afraid of 5G? Really needs to get the fuck away from the router. Because one of the signals that broadcasts out on is five gigahertz. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. heard that if you set the towers on fire, the reception actually gets better. <laughs> well, that's yeah. virgin, but they're back. <laughs> Look, the, the thing, the, the thing about it is, you know, like moving, a, moving aside from that, the actual like connection that you're going to get is. Uh, well, with 5G, it's interesting because the connection is actually less than fiber optics. A fiber optic cable would be better, but you couldn't implement that as widely as 5G for what they want to do. So it's like, I get it, it makes sense, but it's also like, that's a whole other kind of cable. It's, a, it's not as good as the cable. No matter what you do, you'd have 20G and it still wouldn't be as good as the cable. Just because it, computers you can have like 20G cables. 20G and, and it'll still just drop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just lag out. It's just what's going to happen, you know? Like, this is what happens. Like, signals dither over range. Like, yeah. This, like, this has been known since radio. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's madness. Like <laughs> it is, but like again, you know, it's it just with the whole world where everybody thinks that the internet it is magic and it's just a thing that comes out of your phone when you hit a button. You kind of get into that complacent mode where you're like, "Oh yeah, I need to plug this cable in." Like, there's a great meme. It's not even a meme. It's just a thing from a library in the states, I think, where it's like, "The the well, Wi-Fi is broken. Please, please use Wi-Fi cable." 
<laughs> it's, just, it's just the internet cable and you're like I remember being in college in uh, 2007 and there was the Wi-Fi was there but nobody used it you actually had to hard line into the desk on the kiosks and UCD that was the sewer stations that it? was the sewer stations exactly oh, yeah no. yeah 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 and you'd have to just sit there with your with your blue internet cable going yeah okay I can yeah. check my emails now before I go off having been in both UCD and IADP like the and Kev you probably can attest to this as well the the Wi-Fi in IADP was just <laughs> yeah you'd have to, you'd be just trawling the college trying to find a free like computer just be like okay I need to check yeah like, I need to check my my personal emails I can't do that anywhere else you can yeah. in certain hallways where you go okay I've got I've got actual Wi-Fi connection on my phone here you turn a corner and you don't it's gone it's gone <laughs> you'd, you'd notice the Wi-Fi sections by her who's brought couches around the college and crowded around it. <laughs> I'm gonna say that's more of a Dunleary thing than a strictly IADT thing, though. That's the fair. streets all move around and everything changes. It must affect the signals, too. Yeah, so it's, it's Twin Peaks, basically? Oh, yeah. easily. <laughs> Except with more weird stuff happening at night. That's, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah, it, it's, it's just weird, because, like, in, what, 13 years we've gone from that to the internet kind of being everywhere like I remember you know you go in to, to college or whatever you check your emails and that would kind of be the internet for the day then and you go to the library or whatever and it's funny even like I wasn't doing CS at the time my friend was though and I had a bunch of friends who were doing it and that was kind of that for them as well they would code and stuff but there'd be very little internet and it's just weird to think about it so they might check Facebook or Bebo or uh, yeah like- Bebo was still a thing in 2007 but, that, but that, that's kind of like you know a, another 20 minutes out of your day and yeah. that's it and that's it you, you go back I do think I don't know if you were around there came for, uh, Brent for long enough but where you'd have the communal printer where everyone would print everything and you had to scoop through that much paper to get your essay or whatever it was it the, was pretty funny the, I still do I use the one in Dunleary I use the printer in my library oh, oh well God. Is that the Dunleary Library? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, got into some heated arguments with people over using the printers there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it, I don't know. Different world, but I actually haven't been in a library. Actually, the Blanche Library, which is across the road from where we broadcast. Um, last time I was there was well, four or five years ago, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. I didn't think libraries were still a thing because everything's online, but they are. So. Well, people need books. Well, actually, when I was there, they actually had a pretty good graphic novel section, believe it or not. Like a oh, very, yeah. very, like very most, most, uh, most Dublin libraries are really well stocked in terms of their DVDs, their movies, their, like, pretty much every kind of media. Like, I think it's, like, the best bargain on earth that no one seems to care about for whatever reason. But like, nobody seems to know about it. That's the truth okay. of it, you know? One thing people don't know about as well is all uh, Dublin libraries now are linked together so if yep. you can if you can't uh, if you're looking for for whatever reason you want to read The Crow right they can help you track down which library has it and, and they can order it in like, and yeah. they've had that system since I was a kid like it's just it's, awesome. it's worth just chancing your arm and asking for almost anything in a library like I've gotten such a huge range of like Star Wars books just from the one in Dunleary like because Stevie's like a real sharpshooter for finding them like mm. It's, a, it's always like I've never been in a library and not come away with like 
five books I wasn't thinking of reading like but yeah. the one the one in Blanche actually is great as well for that system like their comic section is great but also their history section is actually out of this world but um, you can actually use that link as well you, you can order them in and they'll have them in a couple of days it's a bit of a shame that people don't go back to libraries but it's just the kind of thing that why would you think about it you know and even still the online stuff the digitalization where you can actually just go through the digital collection I think that's what we're going to see more of now moving forward yeah but I mean, like, I, th- I think um, it's, like, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, I always grew up around libraries because my dad reads more books than he can afford. <laughs> um, and like, you know, again, like this is this is a guy. Like, I would never have never really been much of a reader, but my dad will read five different books at the same time. Well, um, because that's just how he does it. Like, he'll sure. read like go, I've read a chapter in this. Now I want the next book. Read a chapter and just kind of cycle like that. I would be guilty yeah. of doing that for a maximum two books, and then yeah. I lose interest. but anyway that's that's just how he that's like his reading habit but um like because of that like he like you you could not one you could not afford to buy all those books two and two you wouldn't have the shelf space if you could so like libraries have you seen my shelves there's only finite space in your home (laughs) actually it's it's funny do you guys remember do you guys remember borders yes like the theory, or we're talking landmass. No, what are you the, the, about? the bookstore borders. It was an, it's an American bookstore that was oh, before okay. I bankrupt during the crash, and uh, that's how I got my library downstairs. I went in and I bought shelves, and I was like, <laughs> I will have all these books. And I, I yeah, it was ridiculous because at one point they were like they were on sale for like seventy five percent off or something like that, and at the end it was like grab, grab smash and run, basically whatever you want. And uh, yeah, I went in and like I was gonna buy this entire section, so I bought the entire classics and history section. <laughs> Just have it downstairs. And actually, so. we had a local extravision closed down. Same thing years ago in extravision, and it was very much the same situation where I was walking in to find some like you know bargain blue raisin. Somebody's walking out with a shelving unit. <laughs> It's what you do. You're like, you have to get it out. You have to get it out. It's like eventually, if you wait long enough, they're gonna sell off everything. And that means shelving units. The fixtures that are there. Actually, when when map... (laughs) Everything but the walls. But when Maplin's closed down as well, the same thing happened. I brought this wall from home. Well, when Maplin's (laughs) closed down and Blanche, the same thing. They're like, you can buy this. This shelf is not for sale. There were signs up saying you can't buy this shelf. But this shelf is. And it's just like, oh, this is wild. (laughs) That's so mad, though. Because, like, me and my friends, we do this terrible millennial thing where we like have conversations about the house we'd build if like life was like the sims you could actually afford houses and the one thing everyone zones in on is shelves everyone i know is mad about shelves at the moment i like it's a- i'm not because i have a shelf up here that i sleep under and i'm horribly afraid well you've hit your quota then leave shelves for the rest of us yeah no I, i'm like i'm like i'm actually afraid of the shelving unit i know it's fine but i'm still like that could kill me in my sleep so no, I no. If, if, now it makes so much sense. <laughs> no, if, if, if periodically the shelf will just lean into shot behind Dara's head. It's just like what? Um, no, but what, what, if, if the conversation that I would have if the sim if you could afford like something for the Sims, a pool. That's what you want. Don't even want a car. But a pool is what you want. See, I feel like you'd never use a pool uh, though. No, you I have would. to clean it and all this kind of stuff. Simpsons has shown us that a pool makes everything better. That's why you get an indoor pool game. Exactly. I'm putting well, my now the house has to be big enough to have an indoor pool. I mean, where are you going to put yourselves? 
Hold on. You could hold on. You could do this proper ancient Roman style. Your library right. could be your pool room. Yes. Would there, you have to wrap all the books in plastic? No, that's, that's why. You, that's why you use papyri and also uh, tablets. It's also literally. Why you have a no diving roll? Exactly. Exactly. You can't afford to not have a not. Swear to God, if any you mother, if any you guys smash my books, death. Smash. <laughs> actually, Sp- it, splash, splash. <laughs> It's one thing actually that I've noticed, you know, whenever you're watching uh, like 1980s movies or movies that are before smartphones and there's a pool and people just throw each other willy nilly into the pool and you're like, if that happened now, they'd freak out because their phone's destroyed. Yeah. And you're like, this oh, is. I thought, oh, I thought you were going to say because they'd have filmed it on the smartphone and they would have just looked awful on the internet. That's fair. That's also true, but it's also like, you know, people are a lot, a lot less tolerant about being thrown into pools since about 2008. Yeah, I mean, that's the real turn-of-the-century thing right there, isn't it? Yeah, like, a, a couple of years ago, you wouldn't have minded, but now you're like, you just ruined my phone. Like, I, I will say the start. I, I think I will always mind being thrown in a pool against my will any given century. Depends who it's by. If it's by one of your friends, yeah. you're like, oh, if it's some random, or you're like, this guy has a problem, what's he doing? Okay, got so many questions. Where did this pool come from? Exactly. <laughs> walking down the street to my library. <laughs> well, a shelf under one arm and papyrus <laughs> under the other. Oh man! Actually, I watched. I, I watched, There's a really good uh, service at the moment. Um, I, obviously, you guys know I'm a big horror movie fan, right? And there's yeah. tr- during the lockdown trying to find um, stuff to watch. Oh, Shutter. Shutter. Yeah. I've seen Shutter. It looks class. No, Shutter is great. I, I, we're not sponsored by them. If we are, it'd be great. Give me a free subscription. Uh, <laughs> no, but no, they are great, and it's actually really cheap as well, right? It's only like what forty euros for the year, and there's a free code you can use shut in for free thirty day trial, and then cancel after that if you want. But um, uh, they have everything, everything. It's it's all done by order as well. So if you want seventies occult horror movies, they have seventies occult horror movies up up the wazoo. If you want zombie movies from you know nineteen eighty nine, if you want um. Slocky VHS movies it's all there it's great but before I got that I was working through different horror movies on Amazon Prime and that is a, Amazon Prime is ridiculous that they will publish anything <laughs> literally well of course they publish you, Picard you have I've, I remember the tirades in the group chat about you going on about some of the terrible yeah. horror movies on Amazon uh, Keen what you what said was... like Keen like as you said like it's like someone shot it on a phone I'm posting on this. What was what was what was the what was one of the movies? Oh, uh, it, it no, was Cam was Netflix. What was no, the other one you were Ca- talking about? Cam, we'll get to Cam in a second because Cam is actually great. <laughs> but um, it was what was it? Was friend list, right? No way. No is that on there. No, and, and I am watching that. But it's not. It's not like the good unfriended or something like that. It's friend list. They a fictional website which is Facebook, but it's called friend list, and it's about this killer who stalks people based on their friend list and it's terrible like active like our main cast is a hillbilly who does her who does drugs and then drives his kid to school while she gets kidnapped by this faceless goon who wears the mask the, the white face mask from deals so this is our protagonist you were supposed to relate to is exactly it? he's supposed to be the everyman okay. you know and he's also a cop which is even funnier uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like what is this? But yeah, so 
Uh, that's do they do they have the other one though? Uh, is it Unfriended, where the entire thing is filmed on like laptops? I think yeah. Oh, oh no, I I don't think you have a. I think a friend might be there, but I actually really like a friend. It's basically like like watching this stream now, where it's us but with you know spooky ghosts or hackers. Because the first one was like spooky well, ghosts. I got a surprise for you. Well, what's the fir- what's the first one like the spooky ghost of your woman, and then the the second one was even ridiculous because it was just ghost hackers. There's a second one. Have you not seen the second one? <laughs> oh, the second one is phenomenally bad. Okay, so the first, so for anyone who does not right, unfriended is about uh, this video that goes viral about this girl killing herself or whatever, or doing something embarrassing, she kills herself, and then she ends up uh, haunting this group chat of all the people who are involved with it in some way. The sequel is not those people at all. The sequel is something completely different. A totally different group of people. Completely different. It's not even kind of related, right? So it's like a sort of Trolls Two type thing, where it's just the name they're lending yeah. it something else. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. It's, it starts it's off at least to get it better than Troll Two. <laughs> well, it starts off. It starts off on a Mac opening screen, and the guy types in the password, and he keeps trying to do loads of passwords, and it doesn't work. And eventually, he gets the password, and it works. And you find out it's a stolen laptop. This guy stole the laptop, and then he's signing into his. Uh, his deaf girlfriend, he, he developed an app to speak to her, and that's just late, that's important for later. And then it signs into his game night with his um his friends on Skype, right? Um, and yeah, it's all well and good. And it finds out that the laptop was actually owned by somebody on the dark web, who was people trafficking on the dark web, and his his hacker friend helps him find all these images on the on the Mac using a tool which looks like a virus because it is, and um. Yeah, and then he accesses what's it, what did he call it? The road, the river, right? It's supposed to be Silk Road, and it looks like Minecraft, and it's gas. And then he ends up in this auction, and then they hunt them down, and then the hackers find them, but they have supernatural powers to be able to control things with their mind. I just love how the dark web has become like the modern equivalent of like the Ouija board. <laughs> Literally, that's what it's like. There and like <laughs> any kind of evil as possible. But they're able to control, like, like for example, your man's friend is in London, and they're just able to appear in pixelation graphics on the stream and be like, "We have him now," and then he hangs himself, and you're like, "This is just ridiculous." Like the first one was ridiculous, <laughs> but this is like demonstrably ridiculous because they're just doing stuff that isn't possible at all <laughs> it's just like yeah but I love I have it a, I love it I have a real soft spot for horror movies where there are loads of like teenagers slash adults trying to be teenagers and the script is like written by like a 60 year old oh yeah because they have to try and incorporate all the social media stuff and they clearly like not to be ageist but like there's like I will send them a direct message there was loads of that in uh, the Slenderman movie and oh uh, Truth God. or Dare and all this oh kind of stuff. God. I don't know. Dara, I, Dara, I, have, I have one question for you. If you die in the game, do you die in real life? <laughs> I, You know what? I know. Staying Alive. Have you guys seen that? <laughs> that movie's no? super good. Okay. So, have you seen this? Can I just, sorry, just before you go on. If, so, you're, if you're looking up at Bryn's picture, it looks like him and Homer are like back-to-back fighting off zombies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a movie I want. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to joke to you. Bring it home, zombie cops. <laughs> have you seen zombie cops? Have zombie you, cops. Have you seen this? Uh, this movie, Stay Alive. Okay, so all right, let, I'm gonna sell this to you, right? So it's a game that's based on Elizabeth Battery, right? Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> right now, not only is it, uh, it's a, it's a survival horror game, right? And if you die, 
you die in real life. Starring Frankie Muniz. <laughs> ah, you have my attention back. Oh, sweet, sweet 2005. <laughs> oh, man. And it has all the tropes of 2005. It has, like, proto streamers. Frankie Muniz, he has a backwards cap and everything. Uh, it's does still... it have like a heavy metal like song soundtrack? Yes, it does. Yeah, it does, and there's heavy metal throughout the whole thing. I can and already it's... imagine like the kind of zoom in shots and the weird angles and the way it's like, shot. The like, ima- imagine the cinematography of those old like piracy ads. That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the, like that, that's the movie. Yeah, and it, it <laughs> that it, piracy ad must have had a huge influence over every single movie that came out between two thousand two and two thousand seven. I will say though, I don't hate it. It's a it's an interesting movie. Although you want, you know, Frankie Muniz. Not to talk about the piracy ads. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I I go for about for those. They're great. I, I miss textbook shot composition. I I, I miss them. Like a lot of that stuff um, wouldn't be relatable anymore. Now you wouldn't. Uh, you know, your man's in a video store. Video stores don't exist anymore. It's like this is just what, what's going you on. You say that, but I bet piracy like ninety five percent since then with the internet and everything. But, but then you can now download a car so... <laughs> and a house. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Here's my 3D printer. <laughs> actually, actually. Oh my god, I really want to see a version of that ad where it's like still playing that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Someone's just printing. Assembling your car brick by brick. I think the session of that whole of that whole sequence was Ed Byrne saying, "Oh, this music's so funky, it makes me want to." Work. I was really hoping you'd bring that up. Yeah, I love that to bits. <laughs> was it like so funky you want to obey the law oh man you know it's just like I, I, I do want to see a recut now where someone just 3D printing something that would be great um, actually Linus Tech Tips did or some one of those channels they did a $100 Wish 3D printer oh wow and it's actually not bad once you're printing something like specifically small enough or using the proper uh, plastic it's, it's fine like but um, yeah, you can get a you can get a three D printer for a hundred quid on Wish, if you, if you guys want to build your own car brick by brick, as Keen said so eloquently. Um, Do that music only. You have, you have that that's that's music. the sort of thing you would want to have started two months ago at the start of this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is my lockdown project. I built a car. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet call it the Homer. Start having clever ideas of what they could do with two months, like in a week's time, when everyone goes back to work. This is gonna have people like look at my lockdown projects. Like you're back to work next week. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Um, driving into the office in my new car. <laughs> apparently, apparently, you could build. You have time to build a bike, and not much of a bike, but definitely a bike. You know? At least one wheel. What, at least one wheel. I'm Kleiner. I'm Kleiner, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I would seriously recommend Stay Alive. That's one of the. It's one of the best movies. Another one to watch, actually. Now that this is a horror podcast. Um, yeah. Two thousand. Uh, have you guys seen the Hellraiser or Hell World movie? Yeah, I have never seen a Hellraiser movie. Same. Right. Uh, th- <laughs> I watched the trade on back to back and I felt physically ill. And, and then I watched the ones after it and I laughed my ass off. <laughs> so that's that's the quality, right? So the first three are pretty they're pretty like they're just torture porn. Like it's yeah. it is what it is. The first one's still very good though, but kinda grotesque. After that, it's kinda like they had scripts that needed to be movies. <laughs> 
and they said, let's just make this. <laughs> I'm sorry. They made the first one, and then after that... No, after had... the third one. After the third one, they had scripts, and they're like, you know what this could do with Pinhead? <laughs> and my favourite one is Hellworld. And this is one of the first early appearances of Superman. Um, current Superman, Henry Cavill. Um, oh, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, current Superman. I thought, Henry Su- I thought they meant they got Superman in a Hellboy. <laughs> Hellworld. Hell, Hellworld. But basically, and this is Stop so, you, creep! This is so 2005 <laughs> that the core premise revolves around the Nokia 3310. Yeah. Oh. To be fair, I have a lot of brilliant. fond memories of my 3310. You could throw that thing at a wall, or indeed a shelf, multiple times, and it would still be fine. Someone blew, old- someone blew it up during the weekend, it still worked. Yeah. There you go. It's, it's the only phone I would not be upset if I got pushed into a pool and over. So. Because you, you know what would happen? It would be fine. No, it would swim back to shore better than you could. No, you know, we know what happened. That would be your buoyancy device. Yeah, <laughs> you'd bounce back up. You'd bounce back in because it's. And you could play Snake while you were going back. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, like, I think they're they're great recommendations to watch. I think they're all on Shudder as well. Like, Shudder, okay. has, Shudder has a section of terrible movies which are, are they know they're terrible, but that's what you're paying for. If this is a horror podcast now, I absolutely have to bring up that I saw The Lighthouse over the week, and everybody should watch The Lighthouse. Okay. I really want to see that one. I want an elevator pitch. Oh, it's literally just Willem Dafoe and uh, Robert Pattinson just going insane over the course of two hours. <laughs> I can watch that. But it is just, like, it's a really, really good movie. Uh, like, in terms of, I never saw The Witch. But I know it's Which the same is good. director. Which is very good. Uh, like it's very well shot, very well written, very well directed, and like it's literally just kind of Robert Pattinson's character just gradually going insane, being stuck on this island in the middle of the bleeding nineteen twenties or so. I think it's post war. But like it is just it's so infinitely quotable with these weird like yeah 1920s odd like sea shanty thing <laughs> like you will be te- you will be asking random people on the street after you watch this movie are you fond of me lobster <laughs> okay <laughs> or just like because I, I, I know as a friend my friend David was the one that convinced me to watch it so I watched it and immediately as soon as I texted him I just texted him the word and all comes hark <laughs> <laughs> and, and is it on Netflix or is it on some, some other service I think it's on Amazon right Amazon Prime. I'm pretty what? sure it's on Prime. Okay, I'm gonna be watching that on my first day off this in, week. I watched it in totally legitimate physical format. <laughs> oh wow, how retro! But um, like, where did you get uh, it? In what shop is open that would sell it? Uh, totally legit video store. <laughs> totally. Oh, I see. Okay. How very academic of you. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I um. I, I discovered a recent Clive Barker horror movie that was on um, Red Letter Media did a review of it it's I called... was wondering if you were going to bring this up I yeah. am I, did you watch it? I, a red... I haven't seen the film I watched the Red Letter Media thing I, what's the name of it? Raw, Raw something it's based in Ireland and uh, it's about this demon that, a sexual demon that tries to attack everybody but won't kill pregnant women or is afraid and is afraid of facility <laughs> symbols uh, it's very weird it's a very weird movie it's actually uh, Rawhead Fred I think or something like that Rawhead or something like that. I can't remember the name but, but um, it, Red Letter Media did a review of it and I actually, it's on, I actually was able to find it on YouTube in its entirety and I'm like this movie is so weird 
but, and it's a couple of years before uh, Hellraiser, so it's just like, okay, I need to bring this up because this this movie is very strange. But to be fair, it does have a very good Irish cast. They all sound like they're from Ireland, so oh, I think it was shot in Ireland. Yeah, and it's and it actually looks like Ireland. It's not they're saying it's Dublin and it's like one building next to eleven trees. Like exactly, you know. yeah. It's just it feels like just in the middle of like uh, Mayo or Mead or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. They're so, not walking from the Blarney Stone to the Giant's Causeway in one shot. Or yeah, something exactly, like. exactly. Yeah, it, it's worth a watch. I can't remember the name of it now for the life of me, but um, it, I, unfortunately, I can't check without opening the video on my phone. But uh, the thing that really caught my eye in that was the Neil Breen Master Course. Yes, yes. Now this is crazy. <laughs> if anyone hasn't seen this, near to know, uh, not near to know. Uh, we are near to know. Uh, Red Hot Media do review series, and this week was on that movie, and also this director who we got to face this though. Do you both know who Neil Breen is? Of course, I know. He rings a bell. Don't insult me. I, brought, I thought I brought him up a couple weeks ago. I think you might have, Bryn. Neil yeah. Breen is like the guy who directed The Room taken to like the next level yeah. he is the actor slash director slash writer slash producer who makes his money off being an architect and makes these weird weird movies yeah. that are so bad it's good and like I don't know how would you describe him there uh, someone who is like Tommy Wiseau but without the awareness that he's Tommy Wiseau <laughs> <laughs> raw, Rawhead Rex. That's the name of the movie. That's it. But um, yeah, the passion that Tommy Wiseau clearly has to try and make films. Clearly, he's just like I'm making films because I'm great. Yeah, kind of as much as he's putting into it. Literally, like uh, Tommy Wiseau, he doesn't believe. Like initially, he didn't believe that he was making a bad movie, but now he's fully bought into it and embraced it. But he doesn't understand why it's a bad film. That's no, he doesn't. He just he's like, I know this is, but he, he he's definitely like Neil Breen's like, but but I made a great film, and you're like, no, it's really bad. He's like, well, I think I made a great film. And I See, he he reminds me a lot of Uwe Ball without the violence. Yeah. I was about to say he didn't sound like Uwe Ball because <laughs> Uwe Ball was like, I'll fight you, and it's like, dude. You made a bad movie. Yeah, like, like, come on, I like your movies. I feel like you're not Mortal bringing Kombat. up his actual acting though. His acting is so it's like where Tommy Wiseau is like a bit too I say a bit like trying to be big he is like not even 20% he's like who am I what am I but see T Tommy Wiseau also put money into his stuff yeah. like Tommy, Tommy, a lot of money Tommy Wiseau is very much the Christopher Walken of bad actors yeah you know he's like distinctively bad yeah where mm. Green is kind of Dull. He's more of like the Kev he's more like if Kevin Spacey was a bad actor. Is like <laughs> That's the best description ever. Oh my god. You know, I, I feel bad because Kevin Spacey I, I was watching Horrible Bosses there a while ago and Kevin Spacey and I'm like Oh, I hate that I like his performance and things because he's such a monster, but Yeah. It's it's really annoying. I'm like why are you such a good actor? <laughs> You're such a horrible person. Sorry, oh, like I mean, you don't want to go with, like near any music with that kind of mindset. Yeah, though. exactly. Like, it, uh, I mean, how many there. like of sixties and fifties things are produced by Phil Spector? Like you know. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Like it's separate. That's probably a topic for another day. Art from the artist kind of thing, and it's it's it's, mm. it's difficult to do. But yeah, that 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 um, comparison is super apt. But I would say, look, if anyone hasn't seen what yeah. we're talking <laughs> about. 
Double Down Check is it out. the first film he ever made, and it's on it's on YouTube in its entirety as far yeah. as I'm aware. It is, yeah. I mean, like, Double Down, the only way I can describe it is, if you want to ever see a film where it very much feels like the first, the main character was drawn by a four-year-old trying to make sure that his character is more powerful than everyone else in the playground, that's exactly what Double Down is. Is Double Down the one where he's, like, a secret agent and also, like, a, a soldier former, and... He was a former hacker. For the that's movie. it, with the dead wife and oh all that kind God. of stuff. And he, but he's he realized that what he was doing was too evil. So now he's using his hacking stuff for good, and he's so good and so right, and he he's so good at hacking and he's so smart. And that's basically the movie for ninety minutes. <laughs> oh no! For me, it's like the one where he's like an alien slash god with omnipotent powers that talks to tigers. Yeah, there's no topping that. Oh, no, Keen, that's, that's, that's Tiger King. That's <laughs> yeah. Tiger King. Oh, God. T- Tiger King's got nothing on this movie. But in see, terms what, of the weirdness. My favorite like, thing Tiger about- King doesn't have a Thanos act of God in it. Like. God. My, my favorite thing about the Neil Breen series, though, is that, like, he honestly believes that this is worth $200. Yeah. He yeah. believes that he's sharing this gift from the gods. Oh, like, his like, documentary series opens with people applauding his film, and he's like, Look at that. They are applauding the film. I have made five feature films. I love that he makes mo- like his his uh, documentary how to make movies it has the worst production of anything ever. Yeah. It's like he shot it on his phone and then like walks around the house and goes, "So here's how you make a movie." It's like Yeah, and it's not even like a free online thing. It's like 200 dollars. 200 dollars or something. Yeah. I'm th- like, is it even on DVD? Like, I, I, I was assuming it was they delivered it on floppy disks or something. And you just popped it in. <laughs> it would explain the quality. <laughs> <laughs> or VHS. This is one of those things that reminds me of uh, an interview I saw with Tommy Wiseau show back, back just before the room really hit the peak of its popular of its uh, infamous popularity, where like he'd done an interview where someone was asking him about. Why did he? You know, why did he shoot half the film on a thirty on a thirty-five millimeter, and then the other half on HD? I was like, oh, it's an intentional decision. Despite like wasn't. He's like, it's an intentional decision. You know, I'm 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 really really proud with the technique. I'm going. Uh, you know, it's like I'm I'm going to make a I'm going to make a full uh, documentary on uh, on the benefits of using this style and maybe write a book about it. <laughs> and it's just like. It's, it's like these people are hacks yeah. for what they're doing and there's no like when you hear them say like it's the same thing with Neil Breen like he's a complete hack and has no idea what he's talking about like they just need to get hit like I'd love to see something where it's like the where like it's a story written by Tommy Wiseau directed by oh no sorry it's a it's a movie produced by Tommy Wiseau Directed by Neil Breen and written by Max Landis, and I oh. watched that all day long. Amazing. Oh my god! I want like uh like do you remember that film Face Off? Like mm-hmm. I want like that that kind of pair up between Tommy Wiseau and him, and starring Nicholas Cage, each other. Star starring Nicholas Cage, Kev. Exactly. That's the best movie of all time, right there. <laughs> best oh, movie of all time. Um, one thing as well, right on that point, because we are getting close to time. There's a great uh, make your own damn movie by Lloyd Kaufman from Troma. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty much free as well. He's actually genuinely a great dude. 
Um, and I would say read that book if you're looking to get into film because he kind of t- he doesn't overcharge you. It's just <laughs> a straight book, you know. Uh, like happens also super fun on Twitter, guys. Um, we have reached the end of the show, um, so we're gonna wrap up now. Uh, keep an eye on. Well, I think next week I think we're going back to the Simpsons. Is that right? That's Trivia Devon, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Next week we're gonna go back. We're gonna finish off our part two of the Simpsons review there for season five, six seasons. Five. five, five, season five, five and then, episodes eleven to twenty-two. Yeah, yeah, and I actually watched them. I watched them beginning of the week, and we, there's some good stuff there for sure. I'm glad we split it into two parts, and that then is ridiculous. Like, the the witch. That whole season is ridiculous. Oh yeah, it's so good. It's so good. I think, because, okay, before sorry, Dara, before we kick in, I know I'm not going to get much of a chance to do it next week. Cape Fear, real good. Sorry, I missed last. Week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's okay. We could have spent this whole episode on that. We could have. We could have. But uh, we'll, we'll do the best we can. We we'll do the best we can next week. Uh, Sleepaway Camp is going to be our next watch along. Uh, we don't know when that's going to happen yet. Uh, keep an eye on Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff for when we're doing that. That's probably going to be separate from this show. So we'll let you know. Obviously, with lockdown reaching its end and stuff like that. Scheduling is a little bit all over the place. But guys, before we get out of here, what would you like to plug, Kev? The first Monday of every month, newly launched show, Anime Crash Course. It's effectively kind of an anime book club where a handful of us on the Nerd to Know media team watch a series and get together and I just kind of dissect it and talk about it. Our first episode was One Punch Man. It was an absolute blast. Like, I had a great time. Please check it out. It's 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 a ton of fun. Okay. Keen? Uh, yeah, the episode 6 of the Game Corner is going out this Friday, or if you're listening on Phoenix FM, yesterday. And I bring that up because Kev is actually my guest on it this week. So uh, oh. that'll be a cool little crossover. And we'll also have Luke Riley, who's a cool gaming streamer, on it as well. So should be good fun. Check it out. Awesome. And Bryn? Um, yeah, so I'm just going to plug... Uh, so th- there was an interview that came out today on um, on our channel uh, with uh, me talking to Dave Wachowski from uh, Pro Wrestling X which is a wrestling game currently in uh, currently still in development um, and I'd highly check, recommend checking as that interview and also check out that game on Steam because they're really really good guys and the game is about a euro so it's well worth having a gander at it um, I also have uh, just wrapped an interview that hopefully we, sh- we should have ready to be released I'd say probably next week so you can look forward to uh, getting an announcement for that as well yeah and the best way to do it because there's so much content coming up subscribe uh, click the bell on YouTube you'll get notified when stuff drops or when we go live as well Facebook Media. com is also the hub uh, to reach everything and we have so much content coming in guys I'm not even going to try run through it but uh, pretty much a new show dropping every day um, if it's not from one of us it's from Lisa or from Katie um, so yeah guys so much were sorely missed this week they were they were hopefully we'll have them back next week and we'll all do you think you'd get away talking about the PS Vita for half an hour if two of them were here <laughs> I doubt it I doubt it <laughs> I would have for it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, guys, let us know what you thought about this show. Um, you can reach us nerdthnomedia.com, nerdthnomedia.gmail.com, or leave a comment underneath this video and let us know what you like, what you didn't like, or your thoughts on the PS Vita. 
So, guys, <laughs> from everybody, we will talk to you next week here on Nerd to Know Basis, Nerd to Know Media, Phoenix 92.5 FM. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Mark! Bye.